sunshines! Welcome to What You're Reading, a bookish podcast where every other week I share what I've been reading, interview authors, and further my never-ending quest to discover more queer own voices in the media. I'm Mallory, also known as Mallory of Sunshine around the interwebs, and today we're going to dive into my most anticipated queer reads for 2019. This is crazy. Hello, everyone. Today, I am coming in hot, talking to you in your ears. Potentially, you are multitasking like I am often when I am listening to podcasts. And honestly, a lot of times when I'm watching YouTube videos, unless they're like makeup videos where there's swatches or something like that, for a lot of booktube, I listen to them. While I'm doing dishes or something else, I'll put my phone to the side. I'll prop it up, but you know, you don't have to be watching it, you can just be listening to it. And so that's kind of why I'm here in a podcast format now, because I love doing creative content. I love my YouTube channel. I love podcasts. And I kind of thought it was high time for me to create one. It makes sense to me. I go to a lot of conventions. I talk to a lot of authors and I wanted to be able to kind of pull them aside and interview them without all of the pressure of video as a format. So yeah, we'll have to give this a go. We'll see what happens, but you know, it's a new format for me. That's kind of an old format for me. Back in 2009, when everyone was creating a podcast on Podbean because it was way too easy to do, me and my sister Kimmy had one. We called it the Sunshine Sisters. We we also had a YouTube channel, but we uh, definitely attempted a couple of podcast episodes. I think we maybe posted two and then recorded three or four or something like that. I'm not entirely sure, but you know, that was a thing that I have dipped my toe into in the past and now podcasts have grown. They're so different now, but it kind of feels right to return to this as a format and I'm excited to see what doors and opportunities this opens up to me. And hopefully, honestly, this is more accessible for a lot of you. You know, when I'm talking about books, often I've found myself just holding up the book or since I listen to a lot of audiobooks, just putting a picture of the book in for like 20 seconds at the beginning and then you're just looking at my face, talk about a book and there's no visual representation of that book. I'm just talking about it. So sure, you could listen to me and not watch me, but you can't really download a YouTube video unless you're getting into YouTube bread territory and podcasts are portable. They're easy to queue up and take with you wherever you go. And so I think for the format of the way that I do booktube, at least for right now, in the foreseeable future, it makes sense to attempt to turn this into a podcast. So here we are. What you're reading is going to be my podcast. I'm calling it that because I am really passionate about young adult and new adult fiction. As you guys know, I read a lot of that genre and I'm super passionate about the queer representation within that medium. I also read a lot of other things. You guys know this if you follow me on booktube at all. I read a lot of historical fiction, World War II fiction. I read a lot of autobiographies and, you know, just kind of fun, feel-good, light-hearted books as well. So yeah, I think that there will be a lot of opportunity and a lot of time for us to get to know each other in this format as 
we move forward. But my hope is that this becomes a bi-weekly podcast that I will upload every other week, bi-weekly, um, probably on Saturdays. And I'll talk about things like my TBRs and my most anticipated and do reading wrap-ups and reviews and interview authors and, you know, just hold space and hold discussion for all of us to talk about queer representation in the media and the books that we know and love so well. And hopefully you'll learn about books that you've not heard of before and I'll learn things from you guys too. So I'm really, really excited. I'm hopeful that this is a great time to launch. Emerald City is right around the corner, Emerald City Comic Con, and then Book Con and all of the fun book conventions like Y'all West are also coming up this summer. So I'm hoping to be at some of those and this I think just feels right to me. So without further ado, because that has been a lot of blabbering, I want to dive into my 20 most anticipated LGBTQAI plus, aka queer, reads for 2019. Yeah, I guess I sort of have an order to these. Do I? Oh, no, I don't. I have, they are ordered in the sense that they are listed in the order of the date that they will be released. (laughs) So this is also gonna be a blog post because I wanna make this as accessible as possible. And I think it would be nice to have just a text version of this as well beyond just the show notes. So I will make sure that the blog post, the accompanying blog post is linked down below. But I have all these books. We're gonna talk about them in the order in which they were released. And yeah, a few of them are released on the same day. So (laughs) that's fun. Let's dive in. Book number one on the list is called Someday We Will Fly and it's by Rachel DeWoskin. This is an Own Voices book and it is published by Penguin Teen. It was released on the 22nd of January, so this one is already out. And I've actually started this book already. It's a little bit slow to start and I have been in a weird headspace, so I haven't been listening to it as much as honestly I probably should be listening to it. But this book is set in Warsaw, Poland in the 1940s and it follows a 15-year-old girl named Lilia. Her mother disappears and so she and her father and younger sister flee to Shanghai. Shanghai at the time, and I did not know this until reading this book, was one of the only places that Jews without visas could find refuge during World War II. So her and her father and sister are struggling to find where they fit in this landscape of Shanghai, which is totally foreign to them in so many more ways than one. And Lilia ends up finding an outlet for her creative passions by making puppets and remembering her happier days back in Poland. Her family was circus performers performers and once her father and sister and her ended up here in Shanghai, her father is not wanting to perform anymore and not really wanting her to perform. And then, of course, because things always get worse. Conflict arises as America declares war on China and the Japanese begin to force Americans in Shanghai into camps because at this point the Japanese are occupying Shanghai and China. And so anyway, I'm really excited to read this book because I don't think we have a lot of historical fiction stories with queer protagonists or themes and I'm not entirely sure where the queer storyline comes in. I'm probably two hours into the audiobook, maybe a little more than that right now and I haven't found it yet, but I am really intrigued. I'm really excited to come across the first queer representation in the book. And overall, the story is really interesting. The author, Rachel DeWoskin, is a great storyteller and she's painting a wonderful picture of just the landscape and the time and the feeling of, you know, just kind of 
floating through this world that you sort of understand because you're a young adult but don't really understand all of the idiosyncrasies of why things happen the way they do as a young person as well who's not privy to maybe all of the goings-on of the world and it's a really interesting perspective that Lilia has uh, of the world and you know there's a good amount of layering of anger that she feels and hopelessness and yeah it's so far it's a really great read and I can't wait to finish it and report back. The second book on my list is called The Love and Lies of Ruxana Ali and it's by Sabina Khan. This is also an own voices book published by Scholastic Press and it came out on the 29th of January. So a lot of these descriptions that I'm gonna kind of share with you guys I have interpreted from the blurbs of the book and other things that I've read online. So all of this is kind of information that I've collected from all over the internet about these books that I'm going to be sharing because I haven't read them yet, but I am excited about them for a reason. So I've kind of written up a little snippet about each one. So she has conservative Muslim parents with unrealistic expectations. Because they openly favor her brother, she saves her makeup and liberal fashion choices for the secret parties she attends. In just a few months, she'll be in Seattle and beginning new life at Caltech. So I think that's cool because it has a Seattle angle. Her parents then catch her kissing her girlfriend Ariana and everything falls to bits. They're devastated and decide to send Ruxana to Bangladesh and into the world of arranged marriages and traditions that await her there. While in Bangladesh, she finds and begins reading her grandmother's old diary and realizes she must find the courage to fight for her love without losing the connection to her family as a consequence. I just think there are so many incredible perspectives coming into the sphere of uh, queer young adult fiction and media and so I'm really excited to dive into this one because not only the more queer protagonists and queer stories we can tell, but there are so many facets of that, right? Because queer people are just people. So they come from all walks of life. They come from all nationalities and countries all over the world, religions, etc. And so this one sounds really exciting to me because it kind of ticks a lot of boxes of representation and new perspectives. And that's exciting for me. So book number three on my list is called Willa and Hesper and it's by Amy Felton. This one is published by Grand Central which is a hatchet book group in print and it should have been released on the 5th of February of this year. I need to go and download that. So the reason that I'm excited to read this one is because the publisher's description describes this as a novel about two young women who fall in love, fall apart, and unwittingly take the same paths to mend their broken hearts. They seek answers in their ancestral lands of Tbilisi, Georgia, and the war sites of Germany. So some of the themes of this book include queerness, familial connections, faith, identity, and coming of age in uncertain times. And I think this book is contemporary or contemporary-ish. It sounds like a really sweet read, and I'm basically just crossing my fingers that it doesn't make me cry too much because it sounds like it has the potential to be a really hard-hitting sort of real story, which are super important, but I have tons of thoughts and opinions on that as far as queer media goes as well, which we'll talk about more in the future, I'm sure. I think I got my heater to turn off, so hopefully this sounds better moving forward. And I don't even know if it sounded bad up until this point, but you know, what are you gonna do? Okay, so book number four on my list is called We Set the Dark on Fire, by Taylor K. 
Miha, I think is how you say their name. And it is published by Catherine Teagan Books, which is a HarperCollins children's imprint. The anticipated release date for this book is the 26th of February this year. And you'll hear me say anticipated release date a few more times throughout this episode. And that is because the publishing industry is kind of funky and not everything comes out on the day that it's actually anticipated to be released. Books that have already come out, I can definitely tell you the days they were released on. And it's likely that the closer you get to that date, you know whether that book is going to come out on the date that it was anticipated to or not. But just because of how the publishing industry works, books do not always come out on the day they're anticipated to be. So I always like to say anticipated release date. So then all of us, even myself included, don't get our hopes too up and don't get too confused if that book doesn't come out on the day that we originally thought that it might. So the next book on this list is called We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor K. Miha, and it's published by Catherine Teagan Books, a Collins children's imprint. The re- anticipated release date is the 26th of 2019. So this book I'm excited about because it's kind of blurbed as a romantic fantasy novel and it's recommended for people who like The Handmaid's Tale. So that makes me a little bit nervous going in because I actually had to stop watching The Handmaid's Tale because it was just too much for me and I was not in the right headspace for it. But it does sound really interesting. So at the Medeo School for Girls, distinguished young women are trained for one of two roles. Depending on her specialization, a graduate will one day run a husband's household or raise his children. So I guess it's kind of one or the other. Both of these promise comfort and luxury, which are huge departures from the frequent political uprising of the lower class. The protagonist is Daniela Vargas, and she is a top student, but her pedigree is a lie. She has to keep that a secret so she doesn't end up getting sent back to the world that she came from, which is the lower class. School did a poor job of preparing her for the difficult choices of the real world, though, and I think that's the point where we join her because in this book the main sort of conflict is that she's asked to spy for a resistance group desperately fighting to bring equality to Medeo. Her parents fought for her to be where she is so it sounds like she has some really tough choices between the easy path and potential forbidden love and freedom that lay ahead of her. So this book sounds really interesting for lots of reasons. There's so many things going on it sounds like. Not entirely sure I'll be ready for it when it comes out but I'm definitely going to download it to support the author and it does sound like something that a lot of you would enjoy if you are into The Handmaid's Tale or, you know, sort of dystopian futures that it seems like we're all hurtling towards at breakneck speed. So book number five is something completely different than probably everything else on this list and it is called Out of Salem and it's by Hal Shreve. It's own voices and it's published by Seven Stories Press. The anticipated release date of this book is the 5th of March 2019. And the reason that I'm excited to read this is because it just sounds so way too good to pass up. So the two main characters are a genderqueer zombie and a lesbian werewolf who resist a corporate government trying to incinerate them. You heard that right. So Z is a white 14-year-old zombie whose family died in a car crash and is dependent on illegal necromancy to hold them together. They live in a small town in Salem, Oregon, an anti-monster town for sure, and one of their only allies are their caretaker, Mrs. Dunnigan, who is an aging brown-skinned lesbian whose health is not in a good place. And then Asil Tahir is a fat 
Turkish-American lesbian who is, wait for it, an unregistered werewolf. Murder and werewolf terrorism accusations begin to fly and a national spotlight is cast on their town. So these two, Z and Asil, are forced to stand up to the opposition together to survive. The book is set in 1997 and deals with themes of censorship, government surveillance, homelessness, and oppression, not just of magical creatures. I've read so far, because a couple people have gotten proofs of this book, that the author does a wonderful job of highlighting diversity amongst the many queer characters in their cast and highlights how economic and racial privileges make the concerns of a middle-aged, rich, white trans woman different from those of a young trans woman of color without access to healthcare. So, oh my god, this book sounds like so many things that are needed out in the world right now, and I can only imagine all of the people who are going to be so excited to see themselves in this book represented. Not only that, but a really cool angle of the sort of magical creatures world that this author is creating, which is so great because it's so nerdy. Okay, this book just sounds kind of fun, and it's called Squad by Mariah McCarthy. This is book number six on my list. This book is Own Voices, and it's published by, I think it's Farrer, Strauss, and Gouraud. I should learn how to pronounce that. It's very French, and I think I said it finally right at the end there. <laughs> They're an imprint of Macmillan, and the anticipated release date for this book is the 12th of March of 2019. So, a little snip from the direct blurb of this book is that Jenna Watson is a cheerleader, and she wants you to know it's not some Hollywood crap. They're not every guy's fantasies, and they're not the quote, mean girls of Marston High School. They're literally just human females trying to live their lives and do a perfect toe touch, and their team is at the top of their game. They're a family. Okay, but then, blurb aside, her friends stop talking to her, and she isn't invited out with the rest of the squad anymore. She has no idea what happens, but she finally allows herself to start exploring things she's never allowed herself to like. Stuff like, get this guys, LARPing, live action role playing, and a relationship with a trans guy that she thinks feels, quote, a lot like love, end quote. This book sounds super legit, and also, real talk, I'm trying to strike a balance of books that feel heavy because they deal with real issues in a super real way, and also books that have great lessons and queer representation, but are a little more fun and lighthearted. And this book feels like it's going to be more of the latter, because I think that there's a lot of pressure on queer people, as well as minorities in general, to represent their entire minority. And I feel like this is a tricky situation to be in for all of us, but also books kind of feel this pressure too, and authors feel the weight of this reality. And so sometimes I think that queer authors or authors writing about queer topics might veer away from just writing the Sarah Dazen rom-com book because they feel like they need to represent their minority differently or better or tell some sort of story that's going to, you know, I don't know, impact lives in a certain way. And those stories are so important. I'm not saying that they're not. All stories are important. I think it's also really important just to allow ourselves to have a little fun and like who's writing the Sarah Dozen books for queer people, right? So this feels a lot like it could be that. Again, I have no idea. It hasn't come out yet, but just from what I've read of it, it kind of feels like that. And I just want some of that. I just want to be able to curl up and read a feel-good queer romance book. I'm really looking forward to this book because of that reason. Okay, number seven is is Love and Other Curses by Michael Thomas Ford. This book is published by HarperCollins and its anticipated release date is the 9th of April of 2019. 
This book just sounds good for so many reasons. Sam Wayward's family has a generational curse. If a Wayward falls in love before their 17th birthday, the person they love dies. So no pressure. Sam doesn't plan to fall in love with anyone before his birthday because obviously he's not trying to kill anyone. And he's got plans to avoid love at all costs because of this. He's working at the Easy Freeze, which I can't wait to find out what it is, but it sounds like it's probably a burger slash milkshake place. Hanging out with his grandmother, great-grandmother, and great-great-grandmother. OMG and also experimenting with drag at the local gay club. Cool. Of course, the new guy comes to town, and while it doesn't sound like he feels love for them, it might be more than friendship that's blooming in his heart kind of thing. The curse seems to be getting more powerful and also less specific about who it targets as his birthday approaches. So basically, all I have to say is sign me up. I am in. Who doesn't love a good book about not being able to fall in love because of a curse? I know I do. The eighth book on my list is The Meaning of Birds by J. Robin Brown. This book is on voices. It's published by Harper Teen and its anticipated release is the 16th of April of 2019. This book sounds really sad. I will caveat that by saying that the reason this book is on my list is because it's J. Robin Brown. Was it? I don't know if it was the first book she wrote. I don't know about that, but I do know it was the first book of hers that I read was Georgia Peaches and Other Forbidden Fruit. I read this probably two years ago, maybe three years ago now, and that was a great book, especially as a person who comes from a religious background and is queer. So go check that one out if you haven't already. That's why this book had to go on to my most anticipated list. Even though it sounds sad, I really wanted to read it because I have liked J. Robin Brown's work in the past. So Jessica is one of the only out teens at her school. She loses her father in her freshman year of high school and in her sophomore year a girl called Vivi comes into her life and their relationship starts to blossom. She helps Jess deal with the pain and encourages her in her art. And then in the middle of senior year Jess loses Vivi too. So the world is falling apart around her and it isn't until she makes a new unexpected friend that she begins to realize she may be able to heal again after It sounds really sad, but like I said, it's J. Robin Brown, so I've got to give it a shot. Book number nine on my list is called Belly Up, and it's by Ava Darrows. It's own voices, and it's going to be published by Inkyard Press, which I just recently learned is Harlequin Press because they rebranded this year in January. The anticipated release date of this book is the 30th of April of 2019, and I'm excited to read this book because its theme is sort of firsts. So the protagonist has sex for the first time. It's for sure at least her first one night stand with a guy she just met, aka one night stand, duh, sorry. and gets pregnant, so her whole world changes. She ends up having to move to a new school, and she ends up falling for a new cute boy, but like at some point, she's gonna have to tell him she's pregnant with a stranger's baby. I mean, I wrote maybe just a coming-of-age story that is simple and not too complicated, but that sounds pretty complicated to me. Like a new take on Juno, maybe? We'll see. But it did sound interesting, so I put it on my list, to be honest. Okay, we're about halfway through right now. We're on book number 10. We are making good time. Book number 10 is called Castle of Lies, and it's by Creasy Burkhart. It's own voices. It's going to be published by Learner Publishing Group, and its anticipated release date is the 7th of May of 2019. So the synopsis that I've read of this book so far, the synopses even, (laughs) kind of confuse me, but it does sound chock full of action and maybe fun goings-ons. The main character is called Vila, and she isn't in line to inherit the crown, but she's been raised to take power however possible. She's been friends with a princess called Corrine Forever, 
forever, possibly the princess of the kingdom that she lives in. And she's scheming to marry Bayled, who is heir to the throne. But then an army of elves invades the kingdom and all of her plans have to change, obviously. Fila's cousin, Parsifal, who I have no idea who is and how they relate to this story, and Corrine, the princess, become trapped in the castle and an elf warrior called Sapphire may become Fila's only hope of escape. There's also magic in the castle that's waking up, naturally. and it has the ability to destroy the whole kingdom. So I'm hoping this book keeps us all entertained. I put it on my list because it's a fantasy book and I'm also trying to diversify the genres of books on this list, but I have no idea. That's literally all I know. It sounds kind of interesting. It also sounds like it could be, I don't know, not the best book on this list, but I'm not going to judge it because I don't know yet. So there you go. I am interested in it. This book though, the cover of this book is like super legit, okay? Just go look it up after I talk about it. Book number 11 on my list is called These Witches Don't Burn by Isabel Sterling. It's own voices. It's going to be published by Razorbill and its anticipated release is the 28th of May of 2019. I think this is probably one of the books coming out this year that I'm most excited to read and most looking forward to. The cover is really, really cute, like I said, so go check it out. So there's a few protagonists in this book. First up, Hannah, who is an elemental witch. So she can control fire, earth, water, and air. She lives in Salem, Massachusetts, and she has to keep her magic a secret from regs, which they call non-witches, which I guess is short for regulars probably, or she'll lose it forever if she doesn't keep it a secret. So she spends her time trying to avoid her ex-girlfriend Veronica, who is also an elemental witch, hanging out with her best friend and working at the fly-by-night cauldron, selling candles and crystals to tourists, goths, and local Wiccans. Apparently then, somewhere in the beginning of this book, there is a terrifying blood ritual that interrupts the end-of-school year bonfire and dark magic begins popping up all over. Hannah thinks it's the work of a blood witch, but her coven is not convinced, so she has to team up with, you guessed it, Veronica. There's a lot of romantic interests at play. Cue a cute ballerina Hannah meets at a party. There's a lot going on, so it sounds complicated. This book sounds kind of wacky and fun, right up my alley, and aptly timed because we're all super feeling like we need more chilling adventures of Sabrina and who knows when it's coming back, so maybe this book will help us fill the void. Am I right? Yes, I think I'm right. Book number 12 on my list. I'm also super excited for. This book is Not Your Backup and it's by C.B. Lee. It's definitely own voices. It's going to be published by Interlude Press and its anticipated release date is the 1st of June 2019. What? What? This book is the third book in the Sidekick Squad by C.B. Lee and I'm really, really excited because this is the third of four books following the third of the four friends. This one follows Emma who at this point has left school to team up with her friends to lead a fractured resistance movement against the corrupt Heroes League of Heroes. The only catch is she's the only one on the team that doesn't have any superpowers. Super sorry if that's a spoiler for you. Go back right now and read the other two books. Emma is determined to win the battle and then get back to school. And as a natural leader, she feels like she totally has something to contribute. Honestly, the whole cast of characters is awesome and super diverse. And I really can't wait to dive back into the world of Andover with this group of kiddos and truly just go read them all because they're so great. I listened to them on audiobook and they're amazing on audiobook. The best part is that they're the narration of the books is also own voices. I'm really, really into it. And C.B. Lee is a really amazing, sweet person, and she writes really fun and well, and I really enjoy the world that she's created. And it's a superhero book. Who doesn't love a good superhero book? Yeah, nobody's raising their hand, right? Because superhero books are legit. (laughs) 
This book is also on my list because of the author. Book number 13 is If It Makes You Happy by Claire Can. This is Own Voices and it's going to be published by Fuel and Friends, which is a Macmillan imprint. And its anticipated release is the 4th of June of 2019. And it is one of four books that is anticipated to be released on the 4th of June of 2019. So Winnie is living her best fat girl life and is on her way to her favorite place, Misty Haven and her granny's diner, Goldines. Apparently she's all set up for a perfect summer before she heads off to college in the fall, family, the diner, and her ungirlfriend. Then she gets crowned Misty Haven's summer queen and she's forced into the spotlight of tons of community, quote, royal engagements, end quote, and learns she hates it all, especially the way the summer king wears his heart, humor, and honesty on his sleeve. She's got to conquer her fears, come out above expectations, and learn to be her best self, so no pressure. According to the author, this is a quote, the thing about cover copy is it rarely ever gives you the full nitty-gritty about a book. And while this one comes close, you might have a few questions such as, what exactly is an ungirlfriend? Do I sense a love triangle? Summer royalty, you say? Why is my small town Gilmore Girls vibe alarm wailing right now? All valid questions that I'm probably not going to answer, so you'll have to read it to find out. And that's the end of the quote. She sums it up as being about a fat black girl living in a fat phobic and racist world in a queer platonic relationship and falling in romantic love with someone else for the first time. Her first book that I read was her debut novel and it's called About Time and it was so awesome. So because of that, I can't wait to read this one. Book number 14 on my list is another sort of historical fiction book. It's called An Impossible Distance to Fall by Miriam McNamara. It is own voices. It's going to be published by Sky Pony Press, which is a Sky Horse publishing imprint. Its anticipated release is the 4th of June of 2019. So in this book, our protagonist, Bertie Williams' life crashes along with the stock market in 1930 when her father's bank fails. Just when things couldn't get worse, her father disappears with his Jenny biplane. Birdie ends up finding a leaflet advertising a barnstorming circus with a picture of her dad's plane on it. And that leads Birdie to Coney Island looking for answers. The circus that she finds herself in has lady pilots, daredevil stuntsmen, fire spinners, and wing walkers. Birdie is completely mesmerized, especially with a girl pilot called June. She doesn't find her father, but she does find some clues that he did come to Chicago. So she figures she'll hitch a ride with the traveling circus. But apparently she has an overconfidence issue that usually charms people, but it might end up being too reckless for the new community she's found. So I think this one's going to be fun because I don't read a lot of historical fiction books that are set in many other time periods other than the 1940s, honestly. So I'm excited to branch out and it sounds like a good one because the protagonist is complicated for all multi faceted as individuals. Book number 15 on my list is called Like a Love Story and it's by Abdi Nazmian, I think is how you say their name. This book is Own Voices and it's going to be published by Balzer and Bray, which is a HarperCollins children's imprint. Its anticipated release date is, you guessed it, the 4th of June of 2019. I think this book is probably the hardest hitter on my list. It follows three teenagers in 1989 New York City. So Reza is an Iranian boy who just moved to the city with his mother and in with his stepfather and stepbrother. He's secretly gay, but all he knows about being gay are the images in the media of men dying of AIDS. Judy is an aspiring fashion designer who worships her uncle, a gay man with AIDS, who spends his time as an activist. And Art is Judy's best friend and also their school's only out and proud teen. But his parents are super conservative, so he rebels the only way he knows how. Document 
documenting the AIDS crisis through photography. This book sounds to me like a teenage version of Rent, maybe. I'm pretty confident that it's going to make me cry, but it also sounds like it's going to be incredible. Book 16 is another fun, feel-good book. This book is called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. It's own voices. It's going to be published by St. Martin's Griffin, which is a Macmillan imprint, and its anticipated release date is also the 4th of June of 2019. It's the last one with that anticipated release date. So I am most excited to read this book. This is probably tied with first or second of my most anticipated like excitement level of 2019. The blurb I read for this book begins with, quote, what happens when America's first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales? And I was like, oh my God, the prince in me, but queer? Sign me up. I mean, come on. Apparently when Alex Claremont Diaz's mother becomes president and then his handsome, charismatic, genius image is millennial marketing gold for the White House. Okay, but then the tabloids get a hold of a photo involving an altercation between Alex and Henry, who is the Prince of Wales, and US-British relations take a turn. A damage control spins up and eventually what begins as a fake Instagrammable relationship slash friendship begins to grow deeper into something that neither of the teens could have ever imagined. In my opinion, a secret romance with a prince is always a good time, and I think this is a perfect example of exactly what queer media needs right now. I think this is a perfect segue into a quick plug, which is something that's really important to me. If you guys are planning on attending Emerald City Comic Con this year, you definitely should. I don't think all the days are sold out yet, and it's going to be a super good time. On Saturday, March 16, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in room TCCL3-R2, I will put all that information in the description box. I will be moderating a panel with a bunch of amazing authors, one of whom is C.B. Lee on this list, about the power of joy in queer media. So the nuts and bolts of this panel is going to be basically what does joy mean to queer creators and how does it reflect in our work? For queer audiences especially, it's really important to have stories that show us getting to be happy, us as in queer people. I think the panel is going to be awesome and if you're going to be around, you totally should come. I'm going to record the panel so I can put it up later for those of you who won't be able to attend in person. I'm going to record it and post it as a podcast. But this book, Red, White, and Royal Blue is like such an important example to me of that because that's what we need, right? Like I want the feel-good Sarah Dezen and Anna Lola and Isla versions of books that straight people get for minorities like the LGBTQ plus community. Like that's really, really important to me and to all of us. So I'm really excited about this book because I think it's going to fit that bill so perfectly. We're getting there, you guys. We are on book number 17 out of 20. We're so close. Book 17 is called Tell Me How You Really Feel, and it's by Amina May Safi. Safi. I'm not sure which one. I'm sorry. It's going to be published by Fuel and Friends, which is a Macmillan imprint. The cover is really great. Again, go look at it. I love it. The anticipated release date for this book is the 11th of June of 2019, and I'm excited to read this book because it also kind of sounds like just a normal book, a normal like teenage book that a straight teenager would get to read. Sana Khan is a cheerleader and a straight A student, totally a textbook goody two-shoes and overachiever. Rachel Recht is a wannabe director. She is like super into movies and is ready to make her own masterpiece. So her senior film project is coming up and Sana is the perfect lead. Apparently though, Rachel hates Sana because Rachel was the first girl Sana ever asked out and she thought it was a prank and has held a grudge ever since. A good old fashioned 
old-fashioned frenemy turn romance storyline and it just sounds like a book that a straight person would get to read. I don't know if what I saw is the cover of this book or if it was just cover art but if you look up this next book on the internet you see an image and the image is beautiful. Book number 18 is called Wicked Fox and it's by Kat Cho. This book is Own Voices and it's going to be published by G.P. Putnam Sons Books for Young Readers which is a penguin imprint. Its anticipated release date is the 25th of June of 2019. I'm excited to read this book because it is set in modern day Seoul where Myung lives with her mother hiding in plain sight. Nobody believes the old fables anymore which is perfect because Myung is a gumiho, I think I said that right, which is a nine-tailed fox who must eat the souls of men to survive. Every full moon she feeds eating the souls of men who have committed crimes but evaded justice. Her life is turned upside down when she kills a dokubai, a murderous goblin, in the forest one night to save a human boy. Then the two of them, Myung and the boy who is called Jehun, develop a friendship that blossoms into romance and forces Myung to choose between her immortal life and Jehun's. I'm so interested in this book because it's just got so much going on. It, I hope, is a window into a culture that I don't know a ton about and that excites me and the storyline sounds amazing and I can't wait to read it, honestly. Book number 19 on my list is The Downstairs Girl by Stacey Lee. This book is Own Voices and it is also going to be published by D.P. Putnam's Sons Books for Young Readers, which is a Penguin imprint. Its anticipated release date is the 18th of August, and this one sounds great because it is sort of a historical fiction book. Jo Kwan is a lady's maid for the cruel daughter of one of the wealthiest men in Atlanta, but at night she moonlights as the pseudonymous author of a newspaper advice column for the genteel southern lady, which is called Dear Miss Sweetie. The column becomes super popular, and she's not really prepared for it, but she does take the opportunity to address some of society's ills until the column she writes challenging fixed ideas about race and gender receives a ton of backlash. Of course, everyone wants to find out who the author behind the column is and Jo receives a letter that sets her off on a quest to attempt to find the parents who abandoned her as a baby. It sounds like there's a lot going on in this story and I'm just intrigued by it. I'm ready to read her column about society's ills and the fixed ideas about race and gender and just kind of dive into this world. Also, the cover is really pretty. The girl is stunning. Book number 20 on my list is called Semper Augustus and it's by Mackenzie Lee. So obviously I had to put it on this list because we all know The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue was my favorite read of last year. This book is going to be published by Flatiron Books, which is a Macmillan imprint and its anticipated release is just next year. We barely know anything about this book, but Mackenzie Lee has tweeted a couple of times and what I have been able to glean from her tweets is that this book is set in 1637 Holland at the height of the Dutch tulip omania which is totally a thing that I need to look up because it sounds so awesome. <laughs> she said it's about gender identity, first loves, cons, what? Tulips and Holland. A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue was my favorite read of 2017. Okay, so two years ago. And Mackenzie Lee writes really fun characters so I cannot wait to read it. And with that, we have come to the end of my most anticipated LGBTQAI plus queer reads of 2019. It's a lot of books, 
I should have made it 19 because what I have done the last two years is I made it 2017 of 2017, 18 of 2018, and it should have been 19 of 2019. And the next year, I guess, would have been 20 of 2020. But then, like, when do you stop? You know, at some point, you can't keep adding to the list so it becomes my 5,700 most anticipated books of the year. So this could get complicated. And I threw the Mackenzie Lee book in at the end, so it's kind of just an honorable mention because who knows when it's coming out it's just next year but I couldn't resist. So as with every year with my video, I have created a link to my bookshelf on Goodreads if it makes it easier to add them to your shelves. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I also have an accompanying blog post that will be going live the same day that this episode is released. So you can go and read that if it's easier. You can go and click on all the titles of the books and be taken straight to information about the books so you can pre-order them or ask your library to get them in advance, etc etc and otherwise those are my most anticipated reads i hope this has been informative for you i hope this has been exciting i hope that we had a good time i've had a good time one thing that i love about doing this as a podcast is that i don't have to put my makeup on Like if I'm just being honest, like I love making videos and don't get me wrong, I still will. I really want to start upping my production value in videos and doing more makeup videos. They're just better produced, but this is so great to be able to just talk to you guys. So what you're reading is all over the internet. So far I have an Instagram, a Facebook page, and a web address that leads nowhere. Awesome. (laughs) So feel free to follow what you're reading on those outlets. So far there's nothing on them, but I'm sure eventually there will be. I hope you've had fun. I've had fun. I also don't have a sign-off prepared for this podcast yet, so let's just go with XOXO Gossip Girl. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If you've come here from any of my other social media outlets, bless you. Thank you. I love you. I am so excited to bring my book talk to this format. I think it's going to be right. I think it's going to feel good. And I am very excited that you are coming along with me on this journey. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting queer authors and queer media. And who knows what we're going to talk about next time, but I bet it's going to be good. All right. I'll talk to you guys all later. Have a sunshiny day and read something awesome. Bye. Bye.